Welcome back. This is the Soft Count Podcast. I'm Ian Palmer, and this is episode two. Round one is in the books, boys and girls. Trayvon Walker went number one overall, as I expected. I think some of the mock drafts with Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, I said he'd probably go two to the Lions, which he did. Which, if you're the Lions, I mean, I I keep harping on this. I, I really do believe that it's time to move on from taking defensive ends and offensive linemen one and two. Uh, there, it's either a quarterback, corner. If you can't catch, you can't throw, can't cover, I don't need you in the first round. That's kind of where I'm at now. Even with running backs, you know, I, I'm not opposed to taking a running back in the first round. There wasn't any last night. Um, but – if he can catch, I'm in. But Trayvon Walker, I just think, showed better traits than Aiden Hutchinson. It was shown last night by the Jacksonville Jaguars taking him number one overall. I think that GMs would agree with me that there's just more upside. You can't pass on that. Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions, that's just a money, that's just like a money decision, right? He's going to sell a ton of jerseys in Detroit. Aiden Hutchinson might be in the top 10 jersey sales next year. Watch out for that. Uh, I don't know how you bet on that. You probably can. And then the first surprise of the draft, man, Derek Stingley Jr. going over Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I think that was probably the first shocker. And when it was really the first time, I'll tell you what, man, it, it's the first time that I've all the things I've been complaining about, it started to shift. This guy can cover. He's got all the traits. He's a stud. He had one bad year. You know, he had a great freshman year. And then he he got hurt. And then he played hurt. And so people are kind of comparing him to tape that doesn't quite represent him. But here's the reality about Derek Stingley Jr. He's shorter than Sauce. I think he's got a better body type for the NFL, a body type that can tackle, kind of like Marshawn Lattimore. That's what he reminds me of a little bit. I think Stingley's going to be just fine. I think he's going to be great. And then at number four, the Jets took exactly what I I said. The Jets might be the first sane team. It was actually the Texans that were kind of sane, although they should have taken Sauce Gardner if you're looking for um, a little bit more reliability, a little bit more of a sure thing. There's no such thing as a sure thing, but between Derek Stingley and Sauce Gardner, I think you can look at Sauce and look at his career and think this guy's got a better chance of staying on the field. And ultimately – in the NFL, that's that's about as valuable as anything. You know, Aiden Hutchinson's going to stay on the field. Trayvon Walker's going to stay on the field. Derek Stingley Jr., we're not sure. And that's the gamble with him. It's not can he play. It's can he stay healthy and stay on the field. And at number three overall, he better be. But I really love the Jets pick there. I love Gardner going there. I, I Like I said, I'm all about guys that can cover and catch and throw, and that's – he fits that bill right there. The Jets are hopping in. And then you got the Giants and the Panthers. And I think what they've done here is they looked at the draft and they have, you know, the Giants have a new GM and he doesn't want to blow it. And it's a lot harder to see offensive linemen blow it. They do. They they bust just as often as every other spot on the field. It's just harder for the popular fan to notice and so it's in some ways it's not a safe pick like oh I'm safe picking an offensive lineman he'll be good no matter what it's more of a safe pick like I won't get fired 
And so I tick this offensive lineman. I'm not going to get fired. But like I said yesterday um, or two days ago, Penny Sewell is a star. He's great. And the Lions were still garbage. And they had a quarterback that has been to a Super Bowl. So don't tell me, like, oh, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have anything. Like, their quarterback went to the Super Bowl. No excuses. He's like 6'6", and people compared him to Joe Montana. That was his comp coming out. I remember hearing it, like, maybe four or five times. Jared Goff's Joe Montana. Okay. Well, we know he's not. But he's also not some piece of shit. Anyway, let's take Kayvon Thibodeau. Thibodeau, I think is how he likes to say it. Um, I don't hate that pick. I do hate that pick. Carolina taking an offensive lineman safe. Giants with their second pick. They take an edge rusher and an offensive lineman. The Giants literally did the thing I said you shouldn't do in the top 10 this year. Or really any year going forward. They took a pass rusher and an offensive lineman. I, I grade... I give him an F. I don't care if they got Kayvon Thibodeau. He can't bend. And then they took Evan Neal, who a lot of people were saying has slow feet and isn't a great prospect in the sense of his skill set. He's a great body. And you know me. I love the I love the great body. Get him in there. I'm all about Evan Neal, you know, at the bottom of the first round. Offensive linemen and pass rushers here pretty soon are going to become a luxury pick for teams that are good at the bottom of the first round. And you saw it last night. I told you guys yesterday, there's going to be six or seven wideouts that come off the board in the first round, and there were. The order of them is boggling my mind. Still proves my point. Wideouts, it ain't a bubble. They are, along with quarterbacks, going to become the most valuable asset on every single team. And for the first time in my lifetime, we saw two studs get traded in the middle of the draft. Like the NBA. The NFL has changed. It's proven now. 100%. I've been kind of bitching about the draft still, like teams still drafting like it's 2000, 2001, 2002. They're drafting like it's that era. And it isn't. And this was the first year we saw the change happen. Debo Samuel getting traded because a team couldn't get the wideout they wanted. And then A.J. Brown, another superstar, who I didn't really think wanted to be in Tennessee. I think I think that trade happened. He kind of forced his way out of there. And then they took another guy that was very similar to him right afterwards. But we'll talk about that. Seahawks took another pass. They, they took Charles Cross, an offensive lineman. I thought they might go defense, just knowing Pete Carroll. I thought they'd probably take Jordan Davis or one of these crazy D-linemen. That's what I would have done if I were Pete Carroll, I guess. That's what I would do. But they took Charles Cross, offensive lineman. Another thing where, I mean, they're, he's on the hot seat. They traded Russell Wilson. And if this thing blows up this year, if they don't get a win, I'm seriously looking at their team. They need to get a win. It's possible we get another 0 and 18 or 0 and 6. I don't know how many teams do they have. How many games do they have? No, they had games, so you'd be like 0 and 18. <laughs> the Seahawks. How are they going to get a win next year? Charles Cross. He's going to get them a win next year. We'll see. And then the New York Giants. Another team I don't really like. I, I don't like the Giants or the Jets. I don't like either of the New York teams really. 
But the Jets did what I've been talking about. They went for coverage, and then they grabbed Garrett Wilson. I think over time I thought he was the number one wide receiver in the draft. I think he's the second best one. I think Jamison Williams, in the end, will end up becoming the best wide receiver out of this draft. And the Jets got the second best one. I think these two guys could legitimately both be superstars. We'll see. And then I guess I can't forget the first wide receiver to come off the draft went to the Falcons. Drake London, the one guy, the the one wide receiver that I've kind of been like, "Eh, I don't know anymore. He looks slow, even in game. And he's at USC, and they don't really have, they're not playing the best competition out there. And he still looked kind of slow. That worries me. The Mike Evans comp worries me. Mike Williams comp doesn't worry me. Mike Williams, I've never thought, looked slow. When people said, oh, he's like Mike Williams, I'm like, oh, shit. I got to check that out. I go look, I go to the tape because, you know, USC is not on very often around here. It's I'm in the Midwest, so USC, you got to stay up late. And I'm up late. I'm up to like 3 in the morning every night anyway. But sometimes it's just not on. They got something else on TV, you know. And so I go back to look at the Drake London tape, and he just kind of looks slow to me compared to Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. These two guys have elite quickness and speed in and out of routes, just dominant. And so I was sold on those two guys as being the one and two, and then I really went back and watched Jamison Williams, and my God, that guy is going to be the shit. Can't wait to see him play in the NFL. We're going to have to wait a little while. Jordan Davis goes to the Eagles. Like I said, if you're going to take defense, Jordan Davis, Kyle Hamilton, any of the corners, I'm all right with it. I'm not in love with it, but I'm all right with it. So Philadelphia Eagles pick up Jordan Davis. I think he's going to be the best probably defensive player in the draft. I mean, everyone's saying this Sauce Gardner is going to be the best guy. He, He looks kind of skinny to me. And honestly, he's got great straight line speed, but when I go back to the tape on him, his lateral stuff is not perfect it's not I worry that he's a little too tall and some people everybody loves a tall corner but they're just it's not that common that one's good Richard Sherman's 6'3 6'4 and that's rare to be able to play at that height at corner when you're guarding guys like Tyreek Hill you think Sauce Gardner is going to be able to guard him he's like five inches taller than him and everyone's you would think that that would be a big benefit until you're cutting side to side and you just can't keep up it's you're just too tall and Tyree kills a you know lightning bug it's unbelievable and then uh, we got the Ravens with Kyle Hamilton they're trying to bring back Ed Reed days right they want to get themselves a good corner Kyle Hamilton's 6'4 I keep seeing people say oh we've never seen a 6'4 corner I guess you guys don't remember Taylor Mays he came out I don't know years ago he didn't work out he was too too slow it's not often that you find these guys that are big that can cover. It's hard. Jahan Dotson at 16. Commanders, are, I mean, you can't blame them for taking Jahan Dotson. They're, they're on the train with me where we just got to get guys that can catch the ball and or cover. And the, that's all that's left now. There's the, the top four guys went on within the top ten picks aside from Jamison who went 11, but – that's only because some of the other teams copped out and took a lineman because they don't want to get fired, so they grab a lineman. Traylon Burks goes to Tennessee. That that was a shock only because the trade happened, and then they had to take Traylon Burks, who's kind of a you know a cheap A.J. Brown. <laughs> and I mean that in a nice way. Like <clears throat> A.J. Brown costs a lot of money right now. 
Traylon Burks is going to be on his rookie deal. If they're anything alike at all, Traylon Burks will be the cheap version of A.J. Brown. You know, literally, not hypothetically. <laughs> The next shocker of the draft. And I've told you, I've been out on this guy for I don't know how long. I heard him speak at a mic and I was thinking, man, I don't like his vibe. He, he remind, You remember that movie Draft Day? He reminded me of the cocky quarterback from Wisconsin in Draft Day. The movie with Con- Kevin Costner. The movie was tr- terrible. But I just remember they had this fictional quarterback that just thought he was the shit. And Kenny Pickett even has his hairdo, right? They got like the same hairdo, Bo something. I remember his first name was Bo. (laughs) He's that guy. He might be great, but like I said before, small hands that wears gloves and scores a low underlick at a quarterback, I, I don't draft you at all. I understand. I knew he would get drafted. I didn't, I thought that GMs would think, honestly, I thought I would have taken Desmond Ritter over. Malik and Kenny Pickett, I think. People just... He ran a 4-4 flat. He ran faster than Justin Fields. And he's taller. And he seems very mature. Kenny Pickett, I don't know, man. He seems like a... Time bomb. (laughs) We'll see. Pittsburgh Steelers like him. I mean, you know, he played at Pitt, so it makes sense, but... They're not necessarily famous for drafting pit players. And so I don't I don't know if they're just trying to make some ticket sales or, or what, but I don't see it for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And like I said yesterday, you think Kenny Pickett's going to come in and beat Mitchell Trubisky in training camp? If the Steelers are smart, they won't even have it be a competition. They'll just put Kenny Pickett in there. Because if he's bad, then you can draft another quarterback next year. I'm t- These people that are giving him years and years and years, like forget about that. I'm putting you in now. Mitchell Trubisky's not the answer. And I don't want to hear about developmental quarterbacks anymore. Kenny Pickett, you either get you can either beat Trubisky in training camp and win the job, which I don't think he'll be able to do, or the Steelers just say, you're our starter, and you put him in there regardless. And that's that's what you have to do. But I'd I'd put a hundred bucks down that says Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the starting quarterback week one. They're going to do what you see all these teams do. They'll go out, they'll roll him out there like they did with Andy Dalton in Chicago. They just roll these guys out there and play a few games. They go out there and lose. They get a bad morale to start the year out. The rest of the team's like, well, here comes the rookie quarterback now that we're 0-3. Let's go out there and get our asses kicked. And the morale's already low when he comes out there. I mean, shit. Baker Mayfield... Let me ask you th- this. The, the Browns were losing. They had lost like three games in a row. They're down, and the quarterback gets hurt, and it's finally Bakes' time. They were down like 20 points or something, and he brings them back to win his starting game. I've never seen it since then or before that. Like That, that is rare shit. And Baker Mayfield doesn't even have a starting job in the NFL. You think Kenny Pickett's going to come in and do that? No. No. So the Pittsburgh Steelers just did nothing. They they literally did nothing. Next year, their team looks the exact same with Mitchell Trubisky starting. Kenny Pickett's going to be sitting on your bench. 
developing, quote-unquote. <clears throat> Stupid. Kansas City, Trent McDuffie, can't hate on him there. He can cover. I'm in. Green Bay, man. It's like a it's like watching two little kids fight over a toy. You got the front office of Green Bay and you've got Aaron Rodgers. They fought all off season. They cave, they give him a ton of money. Then they punish him by trading away their his best wide out and then not drafting one. Quay Walker, okay. He was part of one of the best defenses we've seen in a really long time in college football. So I don't hate it. He can cover. He's an inside linebacker. Okay, you need it. So, but Green Bay, man, who who is Aaron going to throw the football to? Are they going to take that kid out of North Dakota State in the second round if Bill Belichick doesn't get him first? And what's that guy going to do? Who knows? Maybe he's great. We'll see. Buffalo, corner, you need it. You can't stop anybody. Trying to get pressure up front, you can't do that. So you might as well get guys that can cover. And this dude out of Florida, he's covered everybody in college. He's got a lot, a lot of experience. And so hopefully, you know, pair him up with Tredavious White and we'll see how he does. Dallas took, Dallas was scared. It was funny listening to Jerry talk before the draft. Well, we got to start thinking outside the box and really be new. And then they took an offensive lineman. Now they need offensive line. Because their offensive line is bad and old. And they, and like I said, they're at the bottom of the first round. If you're at the bottom of the first round, it's luxury time. You should be taking offensive linemen. Um, it, I really do believe that the era has changed. You don't build inside out now. You build outside in. You need a quarterback. You need playmakers. You go out there. It's a skills competition. And, and then when you're winning, like the Bengals, now – You've got the last pick in the first round or whatever. Now you take luxury picks. You make your offensive line better. You make your D-line better. There's just no way to win without skilled players now. It's impossible. So the Dallas Cowboys, they're at 24. They didn't move up. The only way I'd be okay with them, you know, they, they would have had to have moved up. And so I'm okay with that. The Ravens get the best offensive lineman in the draft in Tyler Lindenbaum. He's going to be great. And then the Jets... Because they're at the bottom of the first round, they already got a stud wide out. They got a stud corner. And now they're going to get their pass rusher, a luxury pick at the bottom of the first round in Jermaine Johnson. This was that kid that was on that TV show. And he's been around, man. He's been he's done a lot, and he is grinding. And if you're a big traits guy, or if not a big traits guy, but you're a big uh, personality guy, this dude is a grinder, obviously. He's gone to shitty schools to big schools and he never quit he just kept going and going and going and now here he is so if if that's important to you Jermaine Johnson's a nice pick for the Jets at the bottom of the first Devin Lloyd from Utah I, I don't that was kind of unexpected by the Jags I don't hate it and then Green Bay again man they took another D tackle now Devontae Wyatt is sweet he is a sweet sweet player he's the other guy next to Jordan Davis on Georgia's defensive line. And he's an interior lineman. And so for me, if I'm taking defensive linemen in the first round, I'm taking D tackles. You got to be able to play inside and put pressure on the quarterback from the middle of the pocket because I just don't believe that edge rushers can actually have an effect on the game anymore like they used to. The rules, not because I'm some crazy person, it's just the rules have changed. New England with their crazy fucking asses taking 
Cole Strange. Strange pick. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Good luck, New England. George Karloftis, another edge rusher at the bottom of the first round. Like I said, those are luxury picks. I'm all about it. Cincinnati and Minnesota both get the safety they want, hopefully. I think Daxton Hill is going to be sweet. Uh, Lewis Seen, probably going to be really good. We'll see. Not 100% on him, but we'll see. So yesterday was our first podcast, and we had some listeners already, and we had an email already. I had mentioned that there's no such thing as bad draft, and Brian says, yes, there is. <laughs> so what I think we'll do is I've got, I brought up the internet here, and, and I said back to the year 2000. So since the year 2000, that's 22 years, I'm telling you there's not a bad draft. There's somebody, at least, at least one, if not two, in the first two rounds where you're like, what? I had no idea. And in, and in year 2000, a quarterback wasn't taken until the pick 18. So you know, leading up to this draft, that everyone was saying, there's not, this is a bad draft. There's nobody there. At pick 18, the first quarterback taken was Chad Pennington. He was pretty good. You know who else in that draft? Brian Erlacher at 9. Plaxico Burris at 8. Jamal Lewis, the running back, at 5. Jamal was great. They wouldn't take a running back that high now. But he went in this draft. You know who else went? Sean Alexander. All first-rounders. All mid to late first-rounders, even. So let's go to 2001. 2001 was the year Michael Vick was taken number one overall. And everybody probably said, this draft is going to be fantastic. And it was. Mike Vick went number one. Would Would you take Mike Vick number one in this draft if you knew... LaDainian Tomlinson, Hall of Famer, Richard Seymour, Hall of Famer, Steve Hutchinson, Hall of Famer, were all in this draft. Would you still take Mike Vick knowing that his career was going to be cut short? Santana Moss in this draft, Marcus Stroud in this draft. Those are all first-rounders. You know who else was in this draft? Reggie Wayne. (laughs) He was the 30th pick in this draft. 2001, Deuce McAllister, 23rd pick. You know who was the first pick of the second round in this draft? There was only one quarterback taken in the first round, and that was Mike Vick. Drew Brees was the first pick of the second round in 2001. (laughs) Crazy. So I guess my question leading up to that week, would, would you consider that a good draft going up to the week if there was only one surefire quarterback in the first round that anybody was going to take? I mean, Steve Hutchinson is one of the greatest offensive linemen of all time, of all time. Ever. Probably the best Seahawk to ever live. He went 17. <laughs> All right, 2002. This was the first year in our little run that there are two quarterbacks in the first five picks. Neither of them were any good at all. Derek, uh, David Carr went and Joey Harrington went. And you know, going into the draft, everyone was saying, who's going to be the guy? They probably thought this draft was going to be incredible. You know who you know who's in that draft? Jeremy Shockey. <laughs> he went 14 here. Dwight Freeney went 11. Roy Williams. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know who else is in this draft at the 24th pick? The 24th pick overall is Ed Reed, Hall of Fame. 
And everybody thought this draft was great because David Carr and Joey Harrington were, were going to get picked early. Fucking Andre Davis went in the second round of this of this draft. Clinton Portis was in this draft in the second round. That's wild. Antoine Randall L, bottom of the second round. You'd take any of these guys over David Carr or Joey Harrington, and if you could do it again. 2003, another draft where there's probably everyone was probably really really excited about thinking this is this is the draft. This draft's going to be incredible because why? Because Carson Palmer went number one overall, and there's probably a lot of argument over him or Byron Leftwich, who also went in the top ten, and then there Kyle Bowler. <laughs> there was all kinds of people thinking that he was going to be incredible. Kyle Bowler, Kyle Bowler. I remember that draft. It's funny to me. Rex Grossman also went in the first round. So they had one, two, three, four, four quarterbacks in the first round. So you know everybody thought this draft was hot. This is a great draft. Carson Palmer was good. Byron Leftwich was not good. Kyle Bowler was not good. Rex Grossman, it's hard to say somebody's not good when they go to the Super Bowl, but that dude was not good. <laughs> anyway, so everybody thought this draft was great because these quarterbacks, and those quarterbacks are all trash, Carson, except for Carson Palmer, who arguably underachieved his whole entire career. But Andre Johnson went in that draft, the wide receiver. He was a stud. Loved him. Terrell Suggs went at 10. Troy Polamalu, Hall of Famer, 16. <sighs> wow. Willis McGahee was a man. He went 23 overall. Dallas Clark at 24 overall. Larry Johnson, backed up Priest Holmes, came in to had two good years, but you know, I wouldn't necessarily put him on my list of why that draft was good. And then Namdi Asamoah. I don't know if you guys remember him, but he was sick. And that's just the first round. I'm not even going to go to the second round because I think I've already proven my point with all those studs. 04 was the Eli Manning year. So you know, this was the first. They've made documentaries. Of, probably, I'm pretty sure they've made documentaries about this draft. The 04 draft, that was the year I graduated high school. And... Uh, <laughs> This was the most loaded draft there was. There's hardly any reason to talk about it. But just for example, the last pick of the first round was Ben Watson, the tight end who was in the league forever. Michael Jenkins was the 29th pick overall. He was in the league forever. Chris Gamble, a two-way player, went 28th overall. That's insane. Steven Jackson, the running back, 24th overall. Vince Wilfork, 21 overall. I mean, just the bottom of this draft is the most loaded I've ever seen. Will Smith. Wow. Jonathan Vilma. Roethlisberger went 11 in that draft. That was like the big the big thing, you know. And they had D'Angelo Hall, Roy Williams, Kellen Winslow Jr., Sean Taylor, Phillip Rivers. Larry, I mean, you know, whatever. That draft was great. Aside from Oakland, taking Robert Gallery number two overall. That's when they should have taken the franchise away from them. <laughs> they should have just said, Al, it's over. You took Robert Gallery, the tackle, who played for a long time, but if I just told you, okay, so they couldn't have had Eli, but they could have had Larry, Fitzgerald, Philip Rivers, Sean Taylor, Kellen Winslow, D'Angelo Hall, Ben Roethlisberger, Jonathan Vilma, I mean, any of these guys. They could have had anybody. <laughs> 05 was the Alex Smith year. Um, I think he was the only quarterback taken in the first round. No, that's not true. That was the year Aaron Rodgers was drafted, 24th overall. 
And they only really – and you know going in that people thought there was only one quarterback this year, Alex Smith, that's it. Ronnie Brown went second. Braylon Edwards went third. Cedric Benson, four. Cadillac Williams, Adam Jones, Antrell Roll. Those guys are all ballers. Demarcus Ware, Sean Merriman. Pretty sure Sean Merriman's going to go to the Hall of Fame, right? Probably. Thomas Davis, Derek Johnson. Stars. Stars. Logan Mankins was the last pick of the first round. Heath Miller, probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So far, we've done five years, and there's no such thing as a bad draft so far. 2006. Okay. So 2006 was the Vince Young year. And Vince Young and Jay Cutler, basically. And they were not both top ten. One of them was top ten. Jay Cutler went 11. But that was the year Mario Williams, Reggie Bush, Vince Young, and DeBrickashaw Ferguson went in the top four. Let me tell you some guys that went after those dudes. Jonathan Joseph, Mercedes Lewis, D'Angelo Williams, Joseph Adai, Nick Mangold going to the Hall of Fame easily. Uh, Camryon Wembley was a super disappointment. Haloti Nada, <laughs> A.J. Hawk. Wow, D'Amico Ryans. This might be out of the – Andrew Whitworth is in the set bottom of the second round. Wow. This is probably out of the first six now. This one might be the first one where it's not as great as the other ones, but I'm seeing multiple Hall of Famers already in the first two rounds. I mean, Andrew Whitworth's at the bottom of the second round. That's insane. That's all you, you only see that guy now. Devin Hester's on here. He'll probably go to the Hall of Fame, right? I would I'd put him in there. He's probably the best returner there's ever been. Rocky McIntosh, uh, yeah, Rocky McIntosh, he had a long career. But I think Joe Adai, Nick Mangold, Mercedes Lewis, D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Joseph, these guys were studs. I, you know, Vernon Davis, I loved him. Anyway, that looks like a good draft to me. 2007. <laughs> 2007. If you didn't take Oakland's franchise away for the Robert Gallery pick. This should have been the final straw, right? This is where they took Jamarcus Russell number 1 overall. And there wasn't there was one other quarterback in the first round, and that was Brady Quinn. So this and I I vividly remember this draft. Most people were not sold on Jamarcus Russell. I think arguably you probably had a lot of people on TV saying, I don't know, who do you even take? There's no quarterbacks to take, and that's what everybody wants, right? you got to think, though, at the time, um, teams weren't quite as QB dependent. But Jamarcus won, over, won overall, and that's the year where Calvin Johnson, Joe Thomas, Adrian Peterson, Patrick Willis, Marshawn Lynch, Darrell Revis, ugh, how could you have not got one of those guys? Joe Staley, he's been a staple for many years, bottom of the first round. Anthony Gonzalez, a couple good seasons, mostly hurt. Eric Weddles in the second round. Kevin Cobb, bum. Drew Stanton, bum. Good guys. Jeff John Beck. I remember the, I remember all these guys. They're kinda they are what they are. Lamar Woodley had a great career, second round pick. Sidney Rice played for a long time, second round pick. I don't know. I haven't seen a bad draft yet. 2008. 2008 was the Matt Ryan draft, but he went third. 
Jake Long, Chris Long. <laughs> Chris Long went before Matt Ryan, which is hilarious. But I think they had um, Sam Bradford, maybe, St. Louis did. I can't remember. Yeah, Jake Long, Chris Long, Matt Ryan, Darren McFadden. I mean, if there's only one quarterback taken in the first round, it's a bad draft. I mean, shit, Baltimore took Joe Flacco out of Delaware that year because there were no other quarterbacks. So I can pretty much guarantee they're saying this is a bad draft on television. I can almost guarantee it. Dwayne Brown, tackle. He went bottom of the fir- uh, bottom of the first. Yeah, I think the best player on here is probably Aqib Talib. Rashard Mendenhall was real nice. Deshaun Jackson was a second round pick. Calais Campbell, great player. Ray Rice at the time was a great player, great pick. Pat Lee, eh. I don't think anybody remembers him. Martellus Bennett, long career, nice player. Fred Davis, wow. There's some good players here. Still, great draft. First two rounds. I mean, there's at least three or four guys, possible Hall of Famers. You can't tell me Aqib Tlaib's not a possible Hall of Famer. People love him. Chris Johnson. Jesus, I, I just skipped right over him. Chris Johnson was in this draft. He was a stud. Stud. 2009 was the Matthew Stafford draft. Mark Sanchez, Matthew Stafford's. So this was one of those drafts on TV that everybody's saying, this is a fantastic draft. It's going to be insane. There are four quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round. Does anybody remember Josh Freeman? I do. But I'm weird. (laughs) Mark Sanchez. eh. Matthew Stafford's obviously redeemed himself. He's in. Now outside of those guys, in this draft, Michael Crabtree, Pretty good player. Pretty good. Brian Arakpo, some would say he underachieved. Brian Cushing played a long time. Alex Mack, possible Hall of Famer. Percy Harvin, game changer for a while until the uh, the old um, headaches caught up with him. You know, that, that kind of derailed his career. Vontae Davis, real nice player for a long time. Clay Matthews, probably going to the Hall of Fame. Clay Matthews was a 26th pick overall. Wow. Let's take a look at the second round. Oh, you know, James Laurinaitis, they'll probably let him in. Ray Maluga, great player. Pat White, I wish he would have been a great player. <laughs> LaShawn McCoy, Hall of Fame, second round. Pretty good. 2010, that's the Sam Bradford year. Everybody was drooling all over him. But again, he was the only quarterback considered to be a first-rounder, and he went one overall. So do you think everybody's raving about it being a great draft now or at the point where it's the future, right? We're getting into the point where it's a passing league now. This is also where we're getting closer to the point where pass rushers are becoming really valuable. Sue went second, Gerald McCoy, Trent Williams. This draft is loaded. Eric Berry. Rolando McLean should have been great. Joe Hayden, great, probably a Hall of Famer. Brandon Graham, <laughs> Hall of Famer. Earl Thomas, Hall of Famer. They won't let him in, but he should be. Jason Pierre-Paul blew his hand off. Hall of Famer. Kareem Jackson. Brian Beluga, Hall of Famer. Des Bryant should be a Hall of Famer. They won't let him in. Tim Tebow went at the bottom of the first round. <clears throat> Javid Best, you know, bum, went at the bottom of the first round. But point 
point made, uh, Rob Gronkowski was a second-round pick in this draft. Carlos Dunlap, Golden Tate, Linval Joseph, all second-rounders. Jimmy Clausen was a second-rounder. Oh, Taylor Mays, there he is, second-rounder. Um, Sean Lee, they would have loved to have him in the Hall of Fame. He could never stay healthy. Lamar Houston, great player. So there you go, 2011. Cam Newton, baby. I remember this draft. <clears throat> they were saying this draft was loaded at quarterback, and everybody was excited. Super, like, everyone was excited. Why? Because there was Cam Newton, Jake Locker, who everybody thought was going to be great, Blaine Gabbert, Christian Ponder. <laughs> There's four in the top ten, and those guys all – Busted, except Cam Newton, who really only had a couple years of dominance. What else do we have that draft, though? Vaughn Miller, Marcel Darius, A.J. Green, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, Alden Smith, Tyron Smith, J.J. Watt, Nick Fairley, Robert Quinn, Ryan Kerrigan, Mike Pouncey, Nick Solder, Corey Legit, Prince of Mukamara. That guy was, he didn't quite live up to the expectations. Cameron Jordan, <laughs> Mark Ingram. Cameron Hayward. Cameron Hayward's the 31st pick. That guy is a surefire Hall of Famer. Second round, Andy Dalton. Jabal Sheard bounced around. Pretty nice player. But, you know, really found a home in New England for a couple years. Kyle Rudolph. Uh, let's see. Rodney Hudson. Randall Cobb. All second rounders. Marcus Gilbert played forever. Not a, not a Hall of Famer, but, you know, second rounder. You guys getting tired of this yet? Have I made my point? 2012 was the Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin year. Everybody, including myself, thought this draft was great because of those two guys. Both retired early. Trent Richardson went third. He was the, he might be the biggest, I'd argue that he's the biggest bust of all time. Trent Richardson. And why? I'd, I'd never thought Jamarcus Russell was going to be the best player ever. I never thought that. And so when he busted, I wasn't surprised. Trent Richardson went three. And I don't know if you remember him in college at Alabama. He made Mark Ingram look slow. He made everybody look bad. He looked like Adrian, the next Adrian Peterson, but better. He was legitimately the worst pick I've ever seen. I don't know how the guy couldn't get two yards a carry. I'm pretty sure he averaged like 1.5 yards a carry for years. He just – it was right around there – the time they changed the rule for the crown of the helmet thing. Such a bummer. And then, and then Ryan Tannehill went in that draft. He's still fucking playing. You know, Michael Brockers, Fletcher Cox, Dontari Poe, Stephon Gilmore, Luke Keekley, all in this draft. Riley Reef, Dante Hightower, Harrison Smith, Derek Wolf, second rounder, Janoris Jenkins, Alshon Jeffrey, all second rounders, Bobby Wagner, second rounder. Levante David, Casey Hayward, all second round. So we've gotten it through 13 years now. Here's here, let's. This will be a good example. This is this is going to be. I think we'll do this one last, and then I got to get started on the fight podcast tonight. So this will be the last uh, my last take. I'm not going to go all the way up to the year 2022. I've made my point, and this will just kind of solidify my point. In 2013. No quarterback was taken in the top 15. So that means this is a bad draft, without a doubt. 
and it's definitely the worst one. But let's really take a look at what happened. It's 16 overall. The first quarterback comes off the board, and he's the only quarterback in the first round, and it's E.J. Manuel. I don't even know if you guys remember him. (laughs) E.J. Manuel. The first two picks were Luke Jokel, Eric Fisher, decent players. Then DeAndre Jordan. He was out of Oregon. He was a juicer, got caught, never recovered. Barkevious Mingo was a top pick, pass rusher. That's a guy they tried to take out of, you know, outside linebacker and move to the defensive end in a 4-3. Never worked. Tavon Austin, wide receiver. Never really worked. But this was the draft where there was DeAndre Hopkins at 27 overall. Yikes. And heading up to this draft, I can guarantee you everyone was saying there are no wideouts. Just Tavon Austin, who's undersized. I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins is sitting there at 27. They took him. Zach Ertz went in the second round of this draft. <sighs> Robert Woods went in the second round of this draft. Le'Veon Bell went in the second round of this draft. A lot of people don't like watching the second round. Like, they think all the stars are gone. <laughs> Every draft has stars. They're everywhere. There's no such thing as a bad draft. Every single year. The following year, the first quarterback taken was Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, those are your, and Teddy Bridgewater. You know who else goes in the next year? Khalil Mack, Mike Evans, Sammy Watkins, Odell Beckham, <laughs> Brandon Cooks, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. So I don't want to hear it. Enjoy the rest of the draft, guys. Uh, later today we'll have a uh, first UFC preview. And we'll do our picks for the weekend. Later.